0: We love talking to Twan Russell on this show, Crowder. He's kind of like our barometer, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. He can
0: he can make things understandable. That he 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 just has a way. You know, I will tell you, we got unbelievable response yesterday on the text line and uh, on Instagram and Twitter when Doctor Chuck Metzger joined us, and he really laid out in plain English the medical side of what had happened or what he perceived to have happened on uh, on Monday night. Twan's very good with the spiritual side and the common sense side as well. So we'll talk with mm-hmm. him. He's on the Toyota of Hollywood Hotline. Twan Russell, you know, played for the Canes and the Dolphins. He's currently the athletic director at St. Thomas. And, uh, and he's someone we lean on when there are emotional topics to discuss. And he's joining us now. Hello, Twan. Hey guys, how you doing? Uh we're good. We're good. The uh the nation uh was glued, you know, to Monday night football. And we I think, you know, and in, in now a couple of days removed, you, you start to, uh, you know, hope things that are gonna hope things are gonna turn out uh for the best. Um but it was shocking, it was horrifying what we were watching, and I, I just wonder how you process it as a former athlete, a dad an athletic director, like how did, how did you process what we watched and where we are now on Wednesday?
2: I mean, you know, my, it's funny, my family and we don't normally watch football the way we did on this night. I mean, uh, when it happened, so we're sitting there and we're just all watching it together. And it was almost like the air was sucked out of the room. I mean, I'm looking at my wife, and she has her hands over her mouth. Her eyes are watery. My my daughters are just sitting there staying like, "What what is this? What's going on? And I'm just in awe. I think my mouth is halfway open. And we sat there and watched this. I mean, I think, you know, it was an hour after they paused the game. And we're still watching the television. Just We just wanted to hear one thing that he was okay. Yeah. We just wanted to hear something that allowed us to go to sleep at night. And at one point, I sat there and stared at my son. I'm like, man, you know, he's playing the same game that I played. And, you know, at St. Thomas, we have over 200 athletes, 200 football players. And I'm just thinking, okay, what in my mind, what can I do? What, What changes can I make to make sure that something like this never happens? And the more I thought about it, the more I just began to think about how safe football is and how, what the NFL has done in the last 15 years, just to improve because the blessing in all of this is that to watch people run to his aid and meticulously have roles that they have discussed and, and, and figured out and just automatically one by one, everyone did their job. And within a couple minutes that they were in his aid and I'm like, man, a blessing in all of this is that, that the NFL was prepared, that, you know, the fo- the game of football is prepared has changed so much that if, and when these things happen, which happened extremely rare, um, that they were ready.
1: And Twan, those, uh, like you're saying, the, the, it's, we talked about it all yesterday, Tuan, and actually the day before, just how fast it happened, how quick the ambulance was out there, you know, CPR and everything was going on at the NFL level. Is it like would if that happened and knock on wood? You know, you never want that to happen to a child. Are those protocols in place at a high school level, at a college level, where they are at the professional?
2: Yeah, it's funny. It's funny you say that. So I, we were actually, um, I was actually went went online and I was looking at some of the reports because I've been on several committees over my twenty years, and I was at the Dolphins and and we were there are several NFL committees for high school football, and even just from a grant. Standpoint: the NFL has a grant that allows, you know, NFL football players and NFL and and former NFL football players and high schools to apply for money to um, get a uh, trainer on their sidelines. Also, um, just what BCAA Cabrera County Athletic Association and the GMAC has done here recently in the last, you know, ten years, making mandating every school have to have athletic trainers. Uh, In Broward County, there's a mandate. Uh, It may be the same in Dave, but I know in Broward County, there's a mandate that on every sideline there needs to be a doctor. I mean, at our school, we have three athletic trainers. We'll have two doctors at every single game, and sometimes we have three doctors at every game, and that's, that's become the norm, where just 10 years ago, this didn't exist. And, you know, a lot of this happened because of concussions, but you also have it because, you know, in any sport, things happen. And to have people there who... Who very quickly can analyze and dissect something where seconds um, mean something. I mean, when you when you go into cardiac arrest or you have an issue, you know, I, I think I read once every 30 seconds, you know, the chances of um, being successful or retaining retaining a heartbeat or um, you know having a positive outcome, it goes down by half. So each time it goes by down by half. So I mean to watch those people work so diligently and so um, quickly, I was actually, the, the, the bright thing behind all the, the you know, what we saw is how the NFL has changed and his life, you know, was protected in that moment. And I know we don't know where he, he's gonna, where he is right now, but um, just to see how quickly he moved in that situation, I mean, it's, it was, it was breathtaking to me man I, I mean I don't I'm not a very emotional person, but I could not put into words how I felt and you start thinking about the hundreds of thousands of plays that you've played in your lifetime and something like that not to happen to be watching that and say man that could have been me or anyone
0: that I know. I will tell you uh, Mike Garofolo from NFL Network he had tweeted out, Bengal's coach Zach Taylor lauds the medical and athletic training staffs for their quick, efficient work Monday night. They were prepared. they gave Demar the best chance. I was really impressed and thankful for the work they put in to be ready for a moment like that um and And that you know Crowder and I were talking about that yesterday. I mean, if a situation like that's going to happen, um you saw how quickly he was receiving medical care and uh at to what great lengths they went to to. Uh, we know now, resuscitate him right on the field. Um, yeah, Tuan Russell's with us, and and so I was saying this yesterday. Like sports is the reason we love sports. It's fun. It's an escape. There's drama, um, and then all of a sudden, something like Monday Night happens. This is on the more spiritual level, and everything feels really inconsequential. And there probably is. And you're good with life lessons and gleaning something positive from something negative. But there probably is a life lesson in there for everyone. Correct. I know it's super cliche, but, you know, it's a reminder of how fragile life is and and how we should embrace all the moments that we we go through and probably how we should tell those who we care about, you know, just how much we care about them more often than we do.
2: And it's funny you say that. There's a lot of things that happened on that football field that made me feel good about humanity. Um, it's amazing how you can be from different places, different ethnicities, um, different classes. And when something tragic happens or when anything happens, it doesn't even have to be tragic. When something happens, there's this interconnectedness between all of us that from a human standpoint we bond and we gel, um, and it's it's amazing how how God created us. I mean, there's there's it's almost like our spirits talk on a level that we're not even comprehended. If you watch that field, people came together in a group to pray. I don't know if anyone audible say, "Hey, hey, you come and pray." Hey, you come and pray. I think they they all came together, and there's an innate thing inside of us that 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 wants to call to something bigger than us. And I don't want to get into a big religious conversation, but I do believe that we're all connected, you know, through God, and God um, created us. And I think when these things happen, it reminds us that we are connected um, through something much bigger. And, you know, in the Bible it says when two or more gather in prayer, that he's literally there. And I think that God was on that field, because you had men and women in the stands that came together, and they're all thinking about one thing. They're all thinking through God's eyes, how just to just to help Him live. And I think so many people were praying in that moment. It was a, from that standpoint, is beautiful that everyone could come together and pray um, for one singular purpose. It reminded me how special life is and how powerful people are when they when they bind together. Uh, through prayer, um, to be able to share their heart and their emotions um, with one mission, and that was to save tomorrow's life.
1: And, and Twan, um, I told some stories yesterday where, like, as an athlete, as a ball player, for sure, we both play linebacker, like, you're the opponent, you're the enemy, you're the opposition, you know, you're trying, you're trying to make me fail, and something would happen, and my mind would switch to being a human being. And I think that's what you're speaking on, where you saw, like, this, you know, everything that game, and I'm going to say game with capital letters, a lot on this game, it was on the line for a season. And then you saw this is not the the other guy. This is not the other side. This turned into a human being struggling for his life. And I had that happen to me on the football field a number of times. Have you ever had any of those situations happen to you when you were actually on the field and that switch went off?
2: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've been on the field where I've seen – bones come out of skin i've seen people bodies go limp you know from a concussion i've seen you know i mean i remember when i was i think i was five years old one of my first injuries that i remember in football was my brother had to be carted off in an ambulance and I i remember just weeping for him um, and they're carting him off an ambulance. They're like, Do you want to go with your brother? And now I'm five and I don't I don't I wasn't thinking clear. I was like, No, I wanna go back on the field and get some get back. <laughs> but, <laughs> but from a but from a humanistic standpoint, I do remember grieving for my brother and and seeing him being carted off and not sure what was gonna happen to him. Luckily it was minor. But you're right. I mean, you know, he played for Buffalo. I mean, you know how Buffalo and the Dolphins, we don't ride well. But no one saw colors. No one saw logos. You saw a person that was in need. And to, to watch fans embrace each other, to watch those fans come together and embrace and huddle in the stands, the same way they're huddled on the field, to watch people have a genuine care for a life. I mean, it, it, tells you what, it tells you how special humanity is. I mean, it tells you how special we, we are and how much power people have. And sometimes we forget about that because we come to a game and you're all riled up and you're all, you know, rah, rah, but, you know, it was a horrifying situation, but there was an underlying beautiful thing that happened um, that, you know, in the Bible, it talks about um, all things work for the good of the, um, all things work for the good of those, all things that work for the good of the Lord who are called according to his purpose. And I felt like, even though that was a bad situation and everyone was afraid, the good in that was we were reminded together there's nothing impossible to come together and link arms and, and share a common goal. Um, and in that moment, it was, it was Demar. But I think it, it will carry forward that, you know, through all, everything that we do, man, we're powerful when we are standing together. And I think people are standing together for him, and I think that's why on that field it was favorable
0: it it often takes something horrible to to get that reminder you know and and i i don't know how you avoid falling back into the trap because this has happened in my life numerous times where you lose someone you love or something happens to someone that you love and then you use that as a reminder and then you you know and and so you wonder you know what what will it take and i and i don't know i'm just talking in the in the very general sense you know it's like you, you want to use it for good and for, for positivity and hope that it does change something. I wonder, because I'm having I'm having not a debate, but just a conversation on the text line and my Twitter. Uh, Crowder had said at the beginning of today's show he doesn't think to uh, we'll play again this season, even if they go to the playoffs, because we're all hyper-aware now of the yeah. humanity of athletes, right? I, I had said on Tuesday you know after watching monday night like sometimes i forget i i tune into monday night football and it's a video game to me i'm i'm rooting for a team or a wager and you forget that they're human beings and uh and and that's probably true you know it's not just sport right it's anything we we oftentimes we're yelling at someone in line at starbucks and we forget it's a human that's just trying to get through the day um i
2: think that's just you it could be me. No. <laughs> I certainly have had my
0: run-ins with uh, Comcast and uh, other uh, so what other about Chuck E. Cheese. You don't have the Comcast man. I've been uh, I've been kicked out of a Chuck E. Cheese before, but I was trying to protect my son, Crowder. How dare you! I, I, Just, I you had don't a it to I had to a gra- I had a greater good there, but I wonder if something like Monday Night, like when you. So I'm talking with people on on text and Twitter about two. Uh, Crowder says he doesn't think even if they go to the playoffs or the Super Bowl that he would come back because there's a heightened awareness. Um, I completely agree with you. Do you you think that's a a long – like, is this a watershed moment, a tipping point where we saw something on the field that we didn't ever expect to see or want to see, and maybe it creates more of an understanding of the humans who are doing anything?
2: Yeah, yeah I, I agree with Crowder that um, I don't think Tua comes back this year and for a couple of reasons. You know, um, when early in football history, I looked it up the other day, and, not, and right after this happened, I was like, man, where are some of the bad things that happened? And I think one person's actually um, died on an NFL football field. The difference is you didn't have as many cameras, you didn't have social media, you didn't have a national broadcast. So it went under the radar. It didn't affect a lot of people. In this instance, you have someone where people watched it and it gripped them in a different way. So my you know, my first six years in National Football League, I had concussions. I had things that happened, and I never missed a game for a concussion. I would have a concussion on Sunday, practice on Monday, and play the following Sunday. The first time I missed a game for a concussion was my last year in the National Football League when I was in Atlanta where – um, I I missed the game. Um, actually, I'm sorry. I didn't even miss the game. I missed practice. I missed. I didn't practice all week. And on that Saturday, they deemed I, you know I was able to come back, and I played that Sunday. So that the, that first year, that first six years of the National Football League, no one ever, no one ever, no one ever you know cared. You had a concussion, you figured it out, and you played. Well, there are some guys that were retiring during that time because of concussions and then everyone got hyper-aware about, okay, there's trauma to the brain. We have to slow down. We have to put things in place. People are going to say, okay, we have to protect these players from themselves. We are not willing to put somebody on the field if they're not ready to come back because if you're responsible for putting somebody on the field and, and now something like this happens and now your name is on it, you may never be able to be in the business again. So I think people are going to be looking at, from a lot of the hill standpoint, that we have to be a little bit more cautious about how we handle these people who are built of flesh and blood. Yeah, they run into each other, and they look like gladiators, but at the end of the day, underneath that bone, there's flesh and blood. And we're reminded of that every so often. And I think this reminded us that these, play, these players are human. They're people. And I'm not just talking physically, mentally. I mean, those, those men on that field were grieving. You know, some of those guys, I mean, they were screaming. You, you couldn't hear them because we were watching it from television, but you can see something coming out of their mouth a yelling of fear. And it reminded us all that this is a possibility and this is something that can happen. And really it, it happens in any, any sport. You know, from a football standpoint, football is not even the most dangerous sport. I mean, you have – when you start looking at cycling, running, There's you know, you have more challenges with running, uh, swimming. Those sports have more issues and challenges um, with people having problems um, than football. I mean, even soccer with concussions. So there's a lot of sports that have this, but I think football is probably the best prepared um, for when something like this happens.
1: And Tuan, you bring up the concussion stuff that that blew up. It was it was right after I retired, and the movie came out, and I think the movie kind of catalyzed to, to a to just a super sensitive, you know, situation. And it's real, like it's not made up. This isn't, you know, this isn't Narnia. But now last night we're at the Panthers game and I started getting those concussion questions again about my son, just like when the concussions blew up, where now after DeMar Hamlin's uh, thing happened Monday night, people asked me last night, Is you are you going to let your son play football after seeing that? what What do you answer because you just said, I know you know Tyson's a dog like what do you what do you answer when people ask you that through the years? because I was kind of stumped last night because I, I almost didn't want to be insensitive, but I know what my answer was going to be, yes, I'm going to sign him up this year.
2: Yeah, I, I think people look at it from, hey, it happened, it just happened. I mean we we all just saw it just the other night, and when you when you think about it in football, you know there are probably you know three to six. Deaths every year in football. Now that's pee wee football all the way to the National Football League. That's in is if I remember correctly, is about two and a half million football players from youth football um, to professional. So that number is really small. Now, if you also have to think about how many how many people die or get injured skateboarding, how many people die or get injured swimming, how many people die or get injured um, running, how many people die or get injured. Um, you know, doing other type of sports. I mean, just, you know, soccer and lacrosse. So there's an inherent danger to every single sport, everything that we do. Um, and you just, you look at it, are you going to, are you going to, are you going to decide, okay, my kids aren't going to do anything. And I think that's a, that's the wrong way to look at it. When people really start looking at the numbers, you know, football is an extremely safe sport. Most sports are extremely safe but there are things that happen in society. We still all get in a car and drive, and that's one of the most dangerous things ways to travel in the world. And we all still get in there and go, go to the grocery store and pick up our, our goods. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't be concerned, and I'm not saying that we should not make sure things are in place um, to protect our, our children and our athletes. But at the same time, we really look at the numbers. The numbers are such a small number that, it, you know, it would, it would decrease the concern that a lot of parents have. You know, in, in this country, we, you know, we um, we illuminate things sometimes bigger than what they are, you know, but when you really drill down and say, okay, there's 2 million people, there's, you know, there's uh, four or five unfortunate things that happen, you know, when I, when I look at that, is this game safe? Yes, it's safe. And if you start doing that for every single sport, you're going to realize that, you know, some of the things that happen – are controllable and some are not controllable. You can That can happen whether you're in your car or if you're you know playing a sport. So for me, I know what it does for me, and I know that the percentages are really low, and it doesn't scare me. Now, I know at St. Thomas Aquinas, I'm going to make sure that we have three athletic trainers on the sideline. I'm going to make sure we have doctors. I'm going to make sure that we have re- rehab facilities that we can send our athletes to. I'm, I'm going to make sure that we have resources, and every school in, in South Florida is going to do that. But at the same time, we also have to be realistic that there's a lot of benefit from playing sport um, in general, and we cannot, you know, we cannot take this isolated incident um, and say we're not going to let our kids um, play sports. In fact, I would say many of us were proud by the way they reacted and, and how they responded, and that proved to you that the sport is
0: safe. Tuan Russell, you did not disappoint. That's exactly why we brought you on. And now I feel bad for yelling at the Comcast person. There you go. Tuan Russell. Thank you, (laughs) Twan.
2: Thank you, guys. God bless you.
0: There you go. Tuan Russell. Let's take a break. That was uh, exactly, I think, what a lot of us needed to hear.